MoneyWeb now on the money. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. I'm chatting with Karen Wood, PwC South Africa Risk and Response Leader. Karen, appreciate the time. The FATF meeting this week, a meeting concludes on Friday. Um, they're going to talk lots of things. Of course, for South Africa, it's all around potentially being grey listed. You make the point in, in a note you put out that actually our government's done a lot. We, we, we're, I mean, it's, it's a hard call whether we will or won't, but we have done a lot as a, as a country to try and avoid it. Yeah, absolutely, Simon. I mean, hard call, as you say, but um, I do think that it is noteworthy that we have done considerable or made considerable changes to our regulatory framework around um, the space. And to be quite honest, it's, it's regulatory reform that we haven't seen at the scale and at the speed for a number of years. So it is definitely noteworthy. And, and some of that, I mean, it's it's been, I mean, it's been fast tracking legislative reforms. There could be an argument made, we should have done it an age ago, and not fast tracked it. In, in truth, I mean, we can also blame a pandemic there, but we have got amendments going through uh, in, in spaces of, for example, any anti money laundering, um, and, and these were some of the the shortfalls that we had as a country. Absolutely, and, and maybe to touch on those shortfalls for you, Simon. Mm. So uh, FATF, as we know, is a global money laundering um, and anti-terrorist financing intergovernmental body, and South Africa is a member of it. And as a member, they are subjected to what we refer to as mutual evaluations, where our peers essentially come in and conduct reviews of our frameworks. And those reviews really focus on two areas. The one is what we refer to as technical compliance, mm -hmm. which is the extent to which we are aligned from a regulatory framework perspective to the 40 recommendations that FATF has in place. And in, the, in that regard, we only really scored a 50% pass, um, only scoring 20, 20 out of the 40 as being either non-compliant or, non, or partially compliant. So, you know, a 50-50 kind of position. Now, if you look at that in particular, that speaks to the extent to which our framework has the necessary rules in place to govern or to manage the risk of, and of money laundering within South Africa. And that is really where we've seen a number of the changes come through. It's in enhancing that particular framework. Where we have a second portion to the mutual evaluation is around what we call the effectiveness rating. And what that looks at specifically is what we call the immediate outcomes. So it ranks us against 11 different criteria, and that is based on the effectiveness of our framework. So not just do we have a framework, but how uh -huh. are we actually implementing it? And I think when we talk about, you know, whether we're going to get grey listed or not, the question really does sit within that effectiveness aspect and whether we've done enough to demonstrate that we have actually enforced the framework we've put in place. And, and, and my sense is, and, 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 and particularly listening to what you're saying there, it, it's not as if we were a, you know, an F student. I mean, it was, you know, I suppose we could call it close. We had to brush up on things and, and as I mentioned, you know, change some legislation and the like. This isn't wholesale. This is more, I don't want to say, kind of fixing things on, on, on the edges and, and implementing better. No, absolutely. I mean, I don't think we could say that it, that it was there was completely nothing in place. Mm. Um, if you look at the technical compliance aspects, there's what we call the big six items, uh, which are six of the specific recommendations which they focus on. 
Um, and if you compare us to, for example, the UAE, which was recently grey-listed, the UAE essentially got only partially compliant or non-compliant in five of the six of those versus us who were three that were either partially compliant or non-compliant. So, you know, we're not the worst of the worst, um, <laughs> but I do think that potentially our framework has not evolved as the environment has evolved. So by way of example, we've seen a lot come through in the virtual asset space. Mm -hmm. And one of the areas where South Africa did not cover um, from a money laundering perspective was virtual asset service providers. So whilst FATF has over the years issued a lot of recommendations or guidance around managing those types of entities, South Africa has somewhat lagged in regulating those entities. So it's, whilst the framework is in place, the extent and the nature or the, the scope of the framework's application has been an area of focus through these regulatory changes. That's something I hadn't thought of. I mean, this is, a, in essence, an ongoing process. I mean, whatever the result is from this meeting, and, and maybe we get, we get a pass and we don't get grade listed, things are dynamic. Um, this is something which, which both FATA and uh, countries the world over need to keep on evolving to, to manage money laundering, terrorism funding. Absolutely. You know, as you put boundaries and, and, and controls in place, obviously criminals find ways to get around them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the one aspect that you have to bear in mind. And number two, we, we're working in an increasingly evolving technology space. So as new ideas come out, there's new opportunities to abuse those ideas and those concepts in order to facilitate money laundering or terrorist financing. So this is not a we put this in place and we don't have to do anything going forward. Uh, it is going to be evolving. And I think that is a particularly important aspect to, to reiterate. Um, you know, as I say, we can't really say whether we're going to be grey-listed or not. But what I would say is that regardless of whether we are grey-listed or not, what is going to be absolutely essential going forward is not to take that foot off the pedal. To continue to demonstrate to FATF and to the globe as a whole that South Africa is committed to the um, enforcement of anti-money laundering and terrorist financing legislation, and then to demonstrate that through taking action, through criminal sanctions, etc., going forward. Because in doing that, you, you're demonstrating that your commitment is there. Yeah, and, and I imagine a lot of it is commitment, and that I mean, we know that 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 uh, parts of government have been have been meeting last month around that. It also then says to me that if we do get grey listed, that we could quite fairly quickly actually bounce back. This isn't, I mean, for example, the the credit rating agencies, which is a much longer lead time, a much slower process. We could conceivably, I don't know, maybe by the end of the year, even um, or third quarter, uh, be off that grey list. So definitely something to, to consider and um, the impact of grey listing is going to depend on how quickly we get off the list if yeah. we do get put on it. And I think there's two areas that we've seen through our interactions globally where people have demonstrated an ability to get off the list quickly and those are through demonstrating that commitment as a government to anti-money laundering and counter-terrorist financing, number one. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, public and private collaboration and partnerships. Um, and that's going to be important going forward. We've seen quite a good example of it through this process with our finance institutions and the Prudential Authority and the FSCA. We've worked quite closely with each other to enhance their frameworks in those industries. But that public-private partnership is going to be essential. And we've seen it work in countries like Mauritius, where yeah. they were grey-listed and managed to get off the list relatively quickly. If we are put on the list, we're probably looking at about an 18-month period to get off it. Uh, if it could be sooner, that would be great. But it's that consistent um, 
and okay. um, demonstration that we need to have for the next 18 months at a minimum. I, I get your point. I hadn't realized that. A last question. We know they're meeting this week, uh, Monday through Friday. Do we have any sense when we will hear? I'm hoping by the close of Friday and probably not good news if we are grey listed for Friday. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're not clear on exactly when it's going to be publicized. Um, there have been instances where it has been delayed, but we do anticipate by the end of the week that we'll have a final answer. Okay, so prob- oh, yeah, okay, so we'll find out. In worst case, we'll know by Monday when we all get up. We leave it there, Karen Wood, PwC South African Risk and Response Leader. Appreciate the insights. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.